Hey, man, we love hey. <laughs> you jumping the gun, getting right into the trailer. <laughs> I was excited so I, to get the trailer again. He's excited. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. No, it's a it's a SAS say by the bell reference, guys. All right, Aaron Whitlow. Brandon Spavi. And we are. <laughs> Brandon, you can go ahead and let them know who we are. And we are the Markout Movie Podcasters. And today's on today's episode, <laughs> we are reviewing uh son-in-law. 1993 Polly Shore vehicle with Wayne oh. Smith and uh, Carla Cacino. Is that it? Is that it? Or did I butcher it? Uh, I butchered it. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's her name. I, don't, I think that's how you say her name. Um, yeah. Let me go ahead and tell you a synopsis. Having gotten a taste of college life, a drastically, a drastically changed farm girl returns home for Thanksgiving. Hence, this is why we watched it. Uh, break with her best friend, a flamboyant party animal who is clearly a fish out of water in a small farm town. Directed by Steve Rash, written by Patrick J. Clifton and Susan McMartin, and four other people are credited, starring the Weasel, Polly Shore, and as he said, Carla Gugino. Jagino, I don't know. <laughs> Lane Smith. And uh who else who else we got in here? Uh well we have a as you mentioned earlier, Saved by the Bell. Um <laughs> the own Kelly Kapowski or uh, right. uh Tiffany Amber Thiessen. Um I always yeah, get her nobody Amber no more. She's just Tiffany Thiessen now, but you know, uh, no Amber. You're gonna always be Tiffany Amber Thiessen to me. She'll always and, be Kelly. Uh, well, yeah, that's true. She will always be Kelly. Um, and then you have Cindy Pickett in this movie, uh, yes. Lane Smith in this movie. Um, the dude, the dude from uh, the the Sandlot, and you know uh, what's his name? Smalls. The killing Smalls. Me Smalls. It, it's yeah. gonna always be Smalls. Um, and then uh, Mason Adams is in this movie, and uh, Patrick Renner. That's who you're talking about, Smalls. And yeah. I was trying to find, I've, you know, the father. I thought his name was something else. Wayne Smith. I guess I always thought his name was somebody, something else. Honestly, uh, you know who I was. You know, I confused him with. Uh, I confused him with the <laughs> other guy that uh, he was in um, Pleasantville. He died. He was a he's an actor. You like him as an actor. Uh, uh, what's that guy's name? Uh, he was in Pleasantville. Uh, I'm trying to find his name. Um, but yeah, so he I confused him with that guy, huh? I, I don't know. I have to look it up. I'm I'm, I'm looking it up, guy. I'm gonna find. Okay, it. you, go, oh, you yeah. go ahead. Uh, so but yeah, go ahead and him with the scores since I'm rambling on. Okay, the scores. Here we go. It got a 5.9 out of 10 on IMDb. 86% like it on Google. We go to Rotten Tomatoes. It won't be so kind. <laughs> it got it a 21%. On... What? I said it never is kind on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, it, it really won't be kind today. Uh, either 
tomato meter or the audience score. Uh, but the tomato meter, it got a 21%. And on the audience score, it only has a 58%. So there you go. All right. And we have our first comment. Yay. <laughs> yes, we are doing this movie. Um, so the guy I was talking about is JT Walsh. Oh, okay. I, I, I confuse him with JT Walsh at times, not because they look alike or nothing, but they play a lot of the same type of character. They're both character actors, or they both yes. were character actors. Uh, but yeah, Lane Smith though, uh, he he was a legend in his own own right though, with the films and stuff that he he's done. Uh, Mighty Ducks, he was in there. Red Dawn, yes, my cousin Vinny, he was yes. the uh, lawyer. Uh, yes, he was prosecution. <laughs> Yep, I just I love uh, hearing his voice. I, mm-hmm. I just I just love hearing the voice. It was that southern voice. I don't know. It just every time I hear it, I I just smile and I'm like it makes me feel good. I don't know why, but it does. <laughs> Even we're gonna try to roll. We're gonna try to roll the trailer. See what happens. If it doesn't work, then alrighty. It doesn't work. We'll try it though. It was a peaceful farming community. A place where everything had stayed the same for generations. They've always known that someday change would come, but no one expected it to come home with the girl next door. Middle America. Who the hell is that? He's like nothing they've ever seen. Ah! Nothing they've ever heard. I don't want to be rude or anything, but Miss Warner, you're giving me a semi. You distract him, I'm going to hit him over the head with a shovel. So basically, we're not going to be hanging out? No. (laughs) But after spending a little time together... So you're just an old hacker disguised as an idiot. Why don't you, um... Put a little makeup on The great American family. You don't like it, do you? Uh, no, I think I do. Will never be the same again. Let's chow down here and munch some grinding. And he'll turn one small town into one huge party. Check out the wood that I created for him. You okay? <laughs> Beautiful day. And let it fly. Oh, yeah, 747. The son in law. What do you think their kids are going to look like? That trailer looks so campy. <laughs> but yes, son in law, uh, 1993. So, yeah, we're reviewing that today. All right. It starts out with, like, as I, as I mentioned, it's, um, it shows the small town feel, uh, you know, gra- graduation uh, ceremony, and we get re- uh, we get introduced to our uh, main lady in the movie, uh, uh, Rebecca Becca, uh, played by Carla Gigino. I don't know how to pronounce her name. Forgive me, Carla. <laughs> she doesn't care. She really doesn't care. But uh, yeah, so oh man. Man, I was like, where do I know her from? Haunting of Hill House, man. Good Lord. She went on. She's done some things in life. Um, also, uh, also part two, uh, the uh, 
the other one, uh, the Manor, which I didn't like as much. But anyway, uh, and also Gerald's Game. She's really a tremendous actress. I'm sorry I can't pronounce her name right, though. But yeah, we start with Becca uh, graduating, man, and uh, in the family. And you kind of get already a feel of who the family is just in the first uh, 15 minutes. What do you think? Oh, I agree. And, and speaking of Carla, I always get her confused with uh, Rachel Weiss from the Mummy movies. The Mummy. I can see that. I can see that. No, uh, no, I had to think of it. When you said Rachel Weiss, I'm like, uh, uh, oh, I always pronounce her name Rachel Weiss. Uh, I don't know. Well, uh, either who's way. Who's right or wrong? Who's right or wrong? But, uh, but yeah, Almost definitely no, I can wrong. see that. No, I yeah, can see that. But- but yeah, I agree. We we get to know who the family is rather quickly, um, and I love the brother I, throughout this movie. I, I just I loved him. <laughs> he was so great as a kid actor. Uh, you know, he was so funny and everything he did. It's a shame he had to grow up. <laughs> He's just the perfect. He was the perfect fat kid in movies. You know, not not to be a derogatory or anything, but he is that perfect little prickish kid in movies you know what i'm saying and uh in um obviously we know him from sandlot but also in uh i think it's called the big green i think that's what it was called uh he was in that movie uh this movie and there's a couple other ones the last time i seen him in something as an adult it was just is a little jarring seeing him uh i forgot what movie it was or maybe it's a tv show he played like just a reoccurring character uh, and I was like, oh, it's just weird seeing you as as a grown up. That's like seeing uh, Ralphie. Every time I see Ralphie from uh, Christmas Story as an adult, it's like weird for me. I'm like, because you, you just like look weird as an adult, man. Same with Haley Joe. Just nobody has really did the grown up thing as well as say maybe Dakota Fanning. She's probably pulled it off a little bit more. But I, I don't know. Just they like look weird, man. They look weird growing up. <laughs> they look weird growing up, man. But uh, but yeah, um, well, <laughs> absolutely. Looks like Corey. Corey is the exception. Corey's <laughs> the exception because we have seen Corey in every stage of Corey, essentially. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. We like, have for these other people. We see him. We see them like momentarily as children, right? But then yeah. we don't see them again until like they might pop up as adults. You like. Hey, they look sort of familiar to me. Were they in something? And then you go and look, and like, oh, it, it totally is that person. You know, I'm like, oh man, it's like, um, oh, I was watching. I, I'm not trying to spoil Walking Dead, but there's somebody that's in the later seasons uh, that was a child actor, actress, and she pops up, and I'm like, is that her? And I'm like, oh well, it totally is, because it looks like her, but it looks just enough to look like an adult and it's different. It's weird, man. It's weird. I'm rambling. So anyway, uh, we get to find out about the family. We find out that Walter's Walter Jr. is a farmer. His father uh, pretty much is not pleased that he's not doing things the way that he would do things in life. And then you have uh, the son, Zach, who is, is is that his name or did I just call him his real name? Uh, Zach. Yeah, Zach. Uh, yeah, Zach. Uh, he he's not. He's like he's he's yeah. he's a creeper. He's gonna probably grow up to be like a creeper, dude. 
<laughs> you just laugh. But think about it. This man be creeping on his sister. He and then like Polly had to set him straight later on. Like, dude, that's your sister, bro. Don't don't talk about your sister that way. Who does that? Creepy little kid. <laughs> uh, but anyway. <laughs> I'm just playing. Well, he is a creepy kid. But yeah, um, you go ahead and take it away. Anything well, else you noticed from he, the beginning? He looks like a creepy kid. But um, yeah, so anyway, she's going she's going to college. Um and her parents and, of course, her brother are taking her to college. And it doesn't go so well. They're arguing on the way up there. Uh, they get there. Just it's it's chaotic all the way through. And then they get to the room, her room. <laughs> they meet her roommate. And they're going through mm -hmm. her bras and panties and all this stuff. <laughs> it, just, it, just, it just happens. Uh, and they found out the roommate's a lesbian or, or at least bisexual. And, you know, back in this time and age... You know, you didn't, it wasn't, I don't guess, normal. It was, it was very taboo. It was very taboo yeah. then. And, that, and you know what? I had the same thought watching this movie uh, as an adult because I, I loved it as a kid. In 93, I was 13 watching it. I, I Polly Shore was my dude. Uh, and as as was Tommy Walters, uh, he mentions on Facebook that he is a big fan of, Tom, uh, of Polly. So is Matthew Carter and uh, uh, Nicole Plumley. She loves this movie. But yeah. Um, so the uh, the the part when uh, the uh, the roommates kiss, it was like like it was very it was very taboo. I remember as a kid watching it, thinking, "Oh, oh, you know, they're kissing." You know, now you see it in a lot of media. You see it in a lot of you know things. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, back then though, it was kind of a it was kind of a you know, it's like a shocking moment uh, to let them know that they're no longer in um, Oregon. Is that where they're from? <laughs> Wyoming? I have no idea. I don't know farm places. They're from places like that. Kansas? Uh, no, I don't know. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure. Is I, I want to say Texas, but I don't know. I don't think it's Texas. I think it's Oregon. We're gonna we're gonna just land on Oregon and call it a day. But uh, so. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, so uh, they make it to college. I love the little cutscene from, like, also we were introduced to her boyfriend, which the dude. If you if you look at it, it it shows like little things that he that Travis is a uh, a slime ball, a sleaze ball. You see that pretty early, and not even really realize that you're seeing that. Like when he's one, it, it gave me like critter critters vibes uh, at the very beginning. Uh, do you understand what I'm saying with that? Not that we have crit, uh, crits, yeah, uh, I get it. Uh, <laughs> Not that we have crites, but that very farm feel and those yeah. small family feel. I love that element of the first critters, and so this movie reminded me of that, like with that farm feel and her sneaking out of the room and and uh, you know seeing her boyfriend in the barn. Uh, but you can tell that he was really in for one 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 thing. You know, and she was not really that type of girl to really go that far just just yet. Um, and so she goes to college, though. I love that. Uh, I love the. That's what I. That's what I was saying. I'm bouncing all over the place. That's what ADHD is, kids. Uh, but uh, I love how it uh, like hard cuts to like uh, L.A. Here we come or whatever, and then hard cuts to like L.A. traffic. And people honking. It's like it's like 
abrupt, and I love that. I thought it was a really, really good, funny scene. Yeah, it was. Uh, we got a, a comment on YouTube. Do you see it? Uh, let's see. Comment. Uh, ah, she answers it for us. South Dakota. Thank you, I'm Tiffany. North Dakota. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know the difference between the Dakotas, other than the directions. Uh, but North Dakota. <laughs> oh all right, uh, South Dakota. South Dakota. I always thought. I don't know Dakotas. I have no <laughs> idea. I know Kentucky. I'm, I'm sheltered. I haven't been out. But anyway, uh, <laughs> this movie, man. I, I like the. Uh, I like the aspect with the. Uh, like when they when she gets to college, um, and you immediately see I don't know which co-ed dorm is this crazy like that, but there's a yep. naked dude. There's people like like it's crazy. It was it, the nineties. Yeah, <laughs> this this part of the movie reminded me of the um, uh, first day of of college for uh, on Revenge of the Nerds. How it's kind of craziness happening all at once um yeah. you know and they're kind of taking it all in that it's a very fish out of water type of story too for um you know uh I, worm i don't remember the people's name i know i remember worms but uh anyway uh it's just like that it's what it reminded me of uh, but yeah i just i'm talking too much go ahead Randy. but anyway yeah so they're the i can't remember what, what was he what was um Crawl. Um, that's Polly Shore for people that have not seen this movie. <laughs> was he like the resident guy? advisor? Okay, that's it. Okay, yeah. You say guidance counselor? He would I be a terrible guidance. I couldn't remember exactly what it was. It's like it it, it hit me, but it, it was gone as soon as it hit me. So I was like, okay. So I just knew he was next door. He was the, the yeah. room next door. Yeah, and, he would uh, be a terrible guidance counselor i don't know i think it'd be cool you know he, he would listen to you again he, he gives you guidance but at what cost but <laughs> no um but no it, it, um, calls, Aaron. <laughs> well all right so he loves he loves the nooks what can i say and uh the nugs i guess what he calls them um and um and it's very, he's very, it's, it's, it's almost like his character from Encino Man just went over, went to college and be, you know, even though yeah. he's called something different in Encino Man. I love, I love the callback to Encino Man in this movie, by the way. You want to talk about, is it too soon for that? Well, once he, what, does he get to the, the bar? Uh, then Brendan Fraser's character from Encino Man walks in. No, well, he's at the he's at the dorm. They're having a party. Uh, they having oh, a party. Oh, okay, I was at the party. I couldn't remember exactly when his character walked. In. I didn't know if it was at the bar or at the party. But uh, yeah, he walks in. They kind of nod. You know, it's uh, it, it reminded me of the rundown when Arnold walks in and nods mm -hmm. at the rock. You know, say I'm passing the torch. <laughs> yeah. Even though Brendan Fraser really, I don't think was passing the torch or anything. But it was just like a little nod to Encino Man and. It, I liked it. I, I was, and I, I totally knew it when it happened. And like, I hadn't seen Son in Law in years, and I hadn't seen Encino Man in a few years. So at that point, watched it last night. Love Encino Man, by the way. Uh, <laughs> love yeah, it. Who doesn't? Uh, other than critics. 
<laughs> I love it though. I, I'm a critic and I love it, but yeah. Other but, critics, uh, real critics. I like the nod. I really appreciated the nod. You know, it's like, hey, here's your chance, Polly. Here's your chance to shine. You're the main character in this one. I liked it. I, I, I'm glad that Brendan was, you know, wanted to do it too. And they're close friends. Even outside of that, they're they're trying to work on Encino Man too, actually. So you know what? I, I I didn't look at it as a nod, like passing the torch. I looked at it as like you are so familiar to me. Like, do I know you from someplace? You know, and and that's and I thought that that was they did something like that similar in uh, Maverick with uh with Mel Gibson and Danny Glover. There's a moment where they st- where they pass each other and mm-hmm. and they just kind of look at each other, huh? You mean James Garner? No, no, no. In Maverick, no. In Maverick, Danny Glover is in the movie Maverick. He's wearing um, he's wearing a mask the whole time. I uh, he's wearing like a like a mask that covers the bottom portion of his face. Okay. But he runs into Mel Gibson, and they stop and they look at each other like, "I know you from somewhere." And it's just like a really breaking of the fourth wall type of moment. But it's the coolest part of the moment of the, of the movie. And so Maverick isn't. I don't like Maverick as much, but I love that part in Maverick. Uh, that little nod to Lethal Weapon. You never noticed that, and that's sad, never, Brandon. You, you should watch it again just to see that moment. Just YouTube it. It's on there. I bet you. Uh, but anyway, if I could find it, I'll show the clip while we're while we're in the show. But uh, anyway, uh, yeah. So they go. So she's at college, and she's already having a terrible time in college. She's not liking the uh, she's not liking the vibe there. Everybody's unruly and, and loud, and and uh, her roommate is slurring a party, and she and they break her horse that her granddaddy whittled for her. It's just that she's not really having a good day, a good time in college, and she's ready to get back. I want to ask you this question, Brendan. Okay. There's a moment when she calls her boyfriend, and oh, yeah. he's saying, uh, he's saying. I, didn't I tell you I'd be there? Uh, was he? You think he was re- referring to Tiffany Amethyst's character? That he thought that's who it was, or was he referring to like some dude? I would say probably the Tiffany Amber Thiessen's character. Uh, uh, you know, when I watched it back in the day, I actually thought they showed them together, and I didn't see it when I rewatched it, but. Maybe I'm just thinking I saw that. I don't know. I didn't see it when I rewatched it. But uh, yeah, I would say he's talking about her character. Um, you know, uh, but you know, he, you're right. He does come off as a slime ball uh, from the get go. And, you know, I didn't notice it when I first watched it or a few times I saw it back in the day, but I n- picked up on it really quick this time around. And I actually forgot how much of a slime ball he actually was. <laughs> Oh, he's a he's a major slime ball. Um, just the way that he uh, like, it, it, we, we're gonna get into it. Uh, so uh, she's essentially ready to throw in the towel and uh, give it uh, give it up, right? But that's when we get into what you mentioned him being like a counselor type of character in the sense of he he came to her and wasn't trying to like get with her or anything like that. Uh, yeah, he's been here the whole time, guys, chilling. But anyway, um, but yeah, so uh, do not knock my phone down. You want to jump down? Jump. I'm going to throw you. I just threw the dog. Okay. But anyway, I didn't throw 
but anyway, uh, he he uh, he gives her advice and tells her, "Listen, you came to L.A. Uh, to discover your life and to you know to live your life, and you haven't left the campus yet. So try leaving the campus." My question for you: the whole the whole montage of her hanging out with Polly and doing different things. Do you think that's over the course of many, many months and days, or is that the, just all in the same day? Did she do all this on the same day, or was this like over the course? And y'all can answer it, too, if you're watching this on YouTube, Facebook, or anywhere like that. Answer the question, because I don't know. I would say months. I mean, that's a lot to do in a day, but, you know. <laughs> but, yeah, I would say months. I mean, it's kind of like those little rocky montages. I mean, it's not one day. It's it's. it's months of training but you know it's done in three minutes <laughs> but yeah I, w- I would say months i don't you know she got to know him really good she, they became really tight and you know he you know eventually he had no plans for thanksgiving so mm-hmm. and she didn't want to go alone because she as you said she was at that point she was getting ready to end it with her boyfriend so she but her boyfriend kind of she kind of felt that the boyfriend wanted to take the relationship a different place correct yeah. Oh, don't be silent, Brandon. What are you doing? Don't be silent. I was just reading Tiffany's comment. Tiffany, oh, it could happen in one day, but it's not. It's LA. You could do that all in one day. Not yes, you could. <laughs> you could. I think it's I think it's over the course of a time time though. But I had a moment last night watching it thinking, well, was this all in one day? Because uh, it's kind of, you know, they kind of make that implication. Uh, real quick, we're going to take a, a brief uh, detour because I'm going to show Brandon something. Heard the man, bank robbery. Give me off those bars over there. Take this gun. Swing it. Much obliged. Empty your pockets, old man. Come on. Come on. I got a silver dollar. That's silver all. dollar. You better do better than that. Trigger finger's getting mighty itchy. All right. Don't shoot. Don't shoot. You told me you were broke. Well, I am now. He's got it. Yeah, yeah I'm going to get the rest of Come on. I don't on. have any. Pull those pockets, pockets out. Son of a bitch. Tell her on. Hurry up. Hurry up. Hey. Oh, sorry. Give me that. Okay, let's blow the safe. Hold on. Hi, everybody. Get your heads down and get a loser. I'm younger than you. I'm under more than you. Get out of the way. I'm controlled for this shit. All right. I just wanted to take a quick detour and show you that. Um, yeah, so <laughs> it that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> so that's what I meant. Yes. You see what I'm saying now? I see. I see. All right. We were, we were in son-in-law. We went to the Wild Wild West. <laughs> I went to Maverick. Hey, you never know where the Mark I Movie podcast is going to take you. It took <laughs> you somewhere. It took you on the journey, buddy. Anyway, so... <laughs> They do all this stuff, and she starts to loosen up and, like, enjoying college. And Polly, uh, 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 the weasel, dang it, 
Crow. He always has weird names in his movies, but Crow is becomes his, her best friend. And so now we get to Thanksgiving, and um, and she's realized that uh, her boyfriend wants to propose to him. So she says she feels sorry for um, uh, Crow because he's staying in thanks Thanksgiving at the dorm by himself, eating TV dinners. And so she decides to go ahead and invite him to come with her to um, uh, North Dakota. Thank you, Tiffany. South Dakota. South Dakota. <laughs> <laughs> One of the Dakotas. But, um, but yeah, so they get there, and uh, that's when the crap hits the fan. Brandon, yes. take it away. Literally. <laughs> Literally, that's it. Uh, yeah, so he... They, uh, he gets off the plane, and uh, uh, the boyfriend's curious who he is. The brother's curious who he is. Mom, family's curious who he is. Dad knows who he is. <laughs> yeah, right when your daughter left, I popped the trunk. It's like his worst nightmare. It's like, oh no, 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 no. But yeah, I, I uh, it, it was awkward at that point in time, and it gets more awkward, you know. As they get to know him a little bit more, uh, I love the big guy though. The big guy, the the the, the help at the farm. I do not remember his name, but I always remember him. Suburban Commando. He and, was uh, a Suburban Commando, wasn't he? Uh, famous line. It's the nineties. I'm not gonna fight you. I'm gonna sue. <laughs> Dennis yeah. Berkeley. Yeah, the, I, uh, I love him in this movie. Uh, you you know as. You know he doesn't like him either. Um, you know he doesn't come off like he likes city folks at all. Uh, he's, you know, but I don't know. I it's just the it's a, it's the, the atmosphere of this movie with for Polly Shore. I, I I could I can relate to it because mm-hmm. I have felt like a city slicker so so to speak around some of my country uh, folks. No, folks, family. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, like my grandfather used to do tobacco, and oh, I was boy. there one day. I, yeah, he had me come out there, and I didn't have a clue what I was doing. So, but I worked through it, you know, in the barn and everything. And I was like, yeah, so I could relate to crawl during this movie, and uh, you know, but it was fun. It was fun to, to go back and watch this. And uh, I remembered some things about that one time working tobacco. Yeah. I remember, uh, see my granddad was a tobacco farmer. Uh, and, uh, we would, uh, we, all the children, uh, have, and she says, Theo, all the children, uh, of my, uh, my dad's children, uh, all of us has worked at one point or another in tobacco with my granddad. Um, I mostly did the stripping of the tobacco. Uh, but yeah, I went to, I messed around, spent the night with my granddad once. I wanted to spend the night with him so bad because my grandmother, my, uh, my mama, as I called her, uh, she would um, take, take us whenever it's our birthday. She'll take us to McDonald's. Uh, back then, I know people's like, oh, McDonald's is dumb. But for us as kids who didn't really go to McDonald's too often, it was like going to Disneyland, you know, <laughs> going to McDonald's, getting a Happy Meal, uh, getting a real toy. You know, back then you get real toys in the 
eighties and in nineties or eighties for us. Uh, but yeah, so it was, it was a big deal. And so I wanted to spend the night with my grandfather. Cause I'm thinking my mama would probably take me to McDonald's. You know, it doesn't does have to be my birthday. I thought I was being slick. No, I spent the night with my granddad and he got me up in the morning, about six something in the morning or probably earlier than that to help him farm. Man, help me help him slop the pigs and uh, ball feed the calves and stuff like that and doing yeah. farm work. Farm work. Never again, man. God <laughs> rest his soul. I love you, Papa. But never again. Uh, it was, but it was a, it was an experience. But once you go through it, I, I guess like I understand what you're saying. I was a city slicker or, or a city person and coming out to the farm and uh, not really knowing how anything worked. Uh, my granddad knew it all. Uh, God, God rest his soul. But yeah, uh, yeah. So he comes, he comes to the farm, and he's totally a fish out of water. If you ever seen a fish out of water, this is this is crawl, and he's just so obnoxious to the family. But it was entertaining to me, uh, you know. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a. Uh, I feel my only complaint about Polly, at least in the main two films I've seen him in, it does feel like he plays the same character. That's my in only. All the movies he's in, he plays the same character. But then I think back to the '80s and '90s, where these guys basically—that <laughs> was weird. <laughs> but like, like a Sandler or a Jim Carrey early on, they basically did play the same character. So I don't hold it against him. It doesn't take away from the my enjoyment of the movie either. So I, that would be our only complaint: why he didn't last long term. But because mm-hmm. you you know you gotta you you know you, you gotta rebuild and you gotta refocus, do something different. And I feel right. Jim, Adam, both did something different, and you know they grew. Oh. But I also feel yeah. like Theo's didn't like Polly <laughs> as much. Yeah, I don't think Theo at at any time or any point in his movie liked Polly at yeah. all. Theo hated Polly. Uh, you know, I love that the father, uh, 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 Walter Walter Jr., kept calling him crawl or crotch or crack <laughs> or, you know, just like, you know, creek or whatever. And I was like, crawl, you know. And, uh, you know, I, I love everybody else kind of seemed like they came around to him. But Theo, yeah. at no point in this movie, ever came around to Paula. And um, so with that being said, so, you know, we get Polly there and they have some type of dinner, a ceremony type of thing. I guess, I don't know if it's to welcome her back in town or what. I don't know what it's for. I never to this day knew know what it was for. Uh, but um, so they have this thing and the dude, uh, uh, Travis, decides to propose to old, uh, Becca. And Becca panicked and had Paul, uh, Polly, a uh, crawl. Hey, hey, man, stop licking me, bro. <laughs> this is a dog doing this. This is not Brandon licking me. Just for those listening on Anchor, just letting you know. Anyway. Uh, I appreciate you clarifying that I wasn't licking you. <laughs> ain't no problem, man. I figured I had to clarify for those that just have the hit radio uh, uh, version, audio version. Anyway. Uh, she no, kicks man. crawl. 
<laughs> she kicks Crawl and tells Crawl to uh, uh, do something. And what does Crawl do, Brandon? What's the first thing that pops in this man's mind to do? Crawl stands up and is like, you're too late. <laughs> We're engaged. And I'm like, I like, I mean, can you imagine if you're Becca at this point in time? Like, oh my God. <laughs> I mean, can you just imagine? I mean, it's like I told you to help, not make things worse. But it's a great, it's a great comic, comic scene. It, it's it's I love that how Polly uh does that scene. Uh <laughs> It's 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 embarrassing to the fullest of for Becca, but it's so entertaining. And and I'm looking at Travis like, oh my god, I kind of felt feel bad, bad for him. Yeah. yeah, he's come off a little bit like a slump ball up to that point. You, you feel bad, it's like oh man, this guy he just wants he loves this girl supposedly loves this girl, and you know wants to get married and to be embarrassed like that in front of his family. Her family, everybody at the restaurant. I mean, yeah, uh, Crawl wasn't thinking about the the longing effects. <laughs> and he and and even then, even immediately following that, Brandon, he still wasn't thinking about the immediate effects because he uh, he's like he goes to Travis and, and to them like, hey, dude, it's cool. Like, hey, man, I never slept with her or anything, bro. You know, you know, I never. You like like not really. You know, you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> And he gets punched in the mouth for it. <laughs> oh, he gets punched in the nose. But the way he gets punched and he cries, he yeah. says, what do you do that for? Because he just hasn't registered like to him, dude, what did you just do? And uh oh man, it just gets it goes downhill from there for, for them. So they could have just came clean and told the family, hey, no, this is I just don't want to get married. But and they never really truly come clean, and that's another thing about this movie. They never really truly come clean. They just say, "Well, we decided, you know, we'll get to that later." But yeah, uh, but it's just more drama happening because uh, now they like, well, we got to get used to this guy, and um, he's family now. He's going to be family, and that's yeah. a nightmare for the family. That's a nightmare for the parents to uh, yeah. to know that. Your kids come come uh, go to college and end up getting married, end up getting a spouse or uh, maybe get a spouse. You know, it's just a crazy scenario. Um, and especially for the father. I mean, it's his little girl. You know, he's he's thinking that right now at that point in time, I got to walk my little girl down the aisle to that. And it actually reminded me of a movie I recently saw. James Franco and uh, Brian Cranston. Because I was thinking if that movie would have been made in 1993, it would have been somewhere. It's basically the same plot. I mean, basically. Uh, actually, but they are actually engaged to get married. Uh, but yeah, it was basically the same plot. I, and it, this, that scene reminded me so much of that movie. Uh, I forget the name of it, but you know, it's James Franco and Brian Cranston. But um. But yeah, yeah, it reminds me of that. And yeah, I'm just like, yeah, it's a nightmare for the parents because they don't like this guy. They think they think he's weird, you know, and and he is in all the great ways. But uh <laughs> you know what? And you can see uh you can see 
hypocrisy though with the adult with the parents as well. Yeah. Uh, in the sense of when uh, when they thought that Travis was about to propose, they were kind of like, yeah, you know, clapping like, oh yeah, wow, Becca, yes, it's cool, you know. Uh, but then when they find out that she was engaged to crawl, she's like, aren't you? Don't you feel like you're too young for this? You just, you know, <laughs> the, you know, just you can see like the hypocrisy. It's not so much that she's getting engaged, but it's to whom she's getting engaged is yeah, the issue. Travis fit the family mold, you know, the same kind of lifestyle. So obviously they would rather ha her have that than someone like crawl, you know. <laughs> But honestly, they don't really. But and that's the thing, they don't really even know Crawl. Uh, uh, they don't really know Crawl. They really actually don't know Travis because Travis, uh, as we as we can tell, has cheated on uh, Becca multiple times. Uh, probably even while they were uh, dating before she went to college. She, I assume that he's always done this because um, Tiffany Amber Thiessen's character very very close to him uh and um but also he doesn't really respect uh women either it seems like because he promoted her timney amethyson to do a striptease later on in the movie you know yeah. just like he just doesn't really care and uh and you know i just i just got that vibe from him looking at it now through my adult 40 year old uh goggles you know, it just looks, it just different things I noticed about these characters. Uh, that's funny how movies do it, though. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, yeah, I, I don't think he respected uh, Becca. I don't think he respected, uh, I don't remember her name. I'm just, I guess I'm just going to call her Tiffany Amber. I'm going to call her Tiffany. Uh, Tracy. There you go. Tracy. Yeah, he didn't respect Tracy at all. He No respect for Tracy. I mean, to get her to do a striptease at the bachelor party, to only make Becca think they slept together the next, you know, that night. But it, it you know, you go to you go too far. <laughs> but and I don't even think Travis knew he went too far, even in the end, after you she know just, everything culminates. I don't think he think he knew. I know. I, I said it, Tiffany. I know. <laughs> You're gonna, you're gonna keep you honest, uh, but uh, but yeah, no, uh, I think yeah, I agree. Like, I don't know, he was entitled, I guess. Uh, he just, you know, I don't know. He, I just, I didn't really understand him. Uh, even in the end, I mean, I knew he wanted Becca, and he would go at all lengths to get her, but to keep her. But, but not, not just, not because he loves her or anything. It's just that. Like she was an item to her, to him, yeah. like a conquest. Like he wanted the con the conquest, and figured, well, I will conquer her at one point. But uh, it's just you know you kind of see this now as as an as a grown up watching this film. Um, but I do want to mention so uh, the father uh, pretty much asked Crow, well, how do you plan on supporting my daughter? And uh, he says. <laughs> Uh, well, what do you do? He says, well, I'm a farmer. He says, I do that. He's like, you'll be a farmer. Okay. And he says, yeah, I'm going to work from nine to five, which it's not farming hours. Anybody that has ever farmed or been on the farm know that. But, yeah, uh, it's not farmer hours. <laughs> it's not farming hours at all. You'll get nothing done if you do that. But, um, uh, but yeah, so 
he decides to farm and uh and he asks um oh Theo to show him the ropes and <laughs> Theo comes in and wakes him up in the morning and he keeps he keeps trying to hug Theo. He says, You gotta stop doing that. <laughs> um, it's just yeah. like little little subtle lines like that is pretty funny. Um, yeah, I mean, he's funny throughout the movie, even though he's you know not a very good person. Uh, he, he I actually felt funny. bad for Theo at the end, and I we'll get to that. But go ahead. You felt bad for him? Yeah, I feel bad for After Theo. After what he did, you yeah, felt I, bad? I still felt bad. Right, we'll talk about it later. But anyway, <laughs> all right. So he he goes to show him the ropes, and uh, uh, what did you think he about the whole farming montage? He let them destroy the farm in, in some aspects. On purpose. On purpose. Like he literally showed him, he, he literally uh put him in the wrong gear on the tractor. Yeah. To have it go forward and crush the fence just to make him look like an idiot. Uh he uh he threw his face him face first into a manure, yeah, uh the shovel or the Pitch, pitchfork it. I don't know. I never knew that you use that, but okay. Uh, but uh, I don't know farming like that as much as I guess I do. But anyway, um, and then uh, defeating the slops, he put them on the other side so he can get trampled by pigs. Pigs are dangerous animals. They will eat you. Don't yes. do that. Watch Hannibal. <laughs> I haven't. Oh, Lord. <laughs> but uh. They're cut through the bone like butter, yeah. as Bricktop says, and uh, lock stock and two smoking barrels. Any lock stock, stock and two smoking barrel fans out there? Comment. All right. So, anyway, um, yeah, he he lets them destroy the farm, as you said, and uh, and then they come in to have the dinner scene, uh, the the lunch thing. It's lunch. Lunch yeah. is actually fried chicken and full meal with lunch. But okay. Uh, but uh, yeah. Um, the father tells nice. them they stinks, huh? They had nice dinners, lunches, dinners, breakfast. I mean, they ate really well. <laughs> yeah, they really did. Um, but yeah, he um, the father pretty much tells them they stinks and tells them that he's cut not cut out for that. And, and Eric, the whole family starts yelling. One thing, the um, Becca keeps calling the parents by their name, Connie and. Yeah, Walter. yeah. I didn't like that. Yeah, it was it was disrespectful um to call your parents by their their name, their first name. Uh any parent will tell you that. That's just disrespectful. Uh like when Dawson tries to do it, we we get on to him. He thinks he's being funny, but it's it's not funny. No parent wants to be called by their first name. So uh yeah, I didn't like it either, but it's happened. I don't think I've ever done it myself. I don't think I've been like, hey, Dalmer. Never. Hey, Debbie. I've hey. Never called, I never called my mom, but Alice or, you know, or anything like that. Yeah. I, I've never called my dad by his first name. I, to this day, my dad is sir. Yes, sir. No, sir. Yes. And then my mom was yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. But, um, but yeah. I would have uh, got slapped in the face. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that it's not worth the price, bro. <laughs> it's not worth that price of admission, but uh, but yeah, no, uh, and I think that she picked it up from Crawl because earlier when she asked Crawl what is her parents, what does his parents do, or uh, you know, 
and he's he's talking about his parents and called them by their first name. But it's just, may, I don't know if it's an LA thing because maybe in the, in in the South we don't do that. So I don't know if it's a LA thing or just in this movie. I don't know anybody that has been anywhere other than Kentucky can answer that for me. Please do so. I'll answer it for you because she's from California. Oh, well, go ahead and answer it, Tiff. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, um, but yeah, I thought it was disrespectful. And, um, but they are yelling and arguing with one another at this time. And I, is this before or after? Uh, uh, so this is after Crow and Zach has actually become friends because Crow helped him figure out his computer issue, right? Yeah. And you want to talk about that, that dynamic between them two? Yeah, he was helping, and he's like, what do you know about computers? <laughs> you know, it's like, and, uh, you know, of course, he looks at Crawl like he's an idiot, like everyone else does, and you know, Crawl's actually pretty intelligent, and he, so he helps him out, and Tiffany just said, yay. I, I, I don't know what that's referring to. So, no, it's not a Cali thing. <laughs> so, you big that there up. There you go. But, yeah, so, uh, helping him out, so... And, you know, he respects Crawl a little bit more because he took the time to help him. Also, I noticed a thing about uh, Zach and his father. His father wanted to go fishing with him. And, I mean, his father wanted him to go fishing with him at one point in the movie and he'd rather play his video game. Can you relate to that? I mean, have you ever wanted to do something and you're still yeah. like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> well, yeah, I have. But also, I can relate to it in a sense of on the other side of things. Whereas, yeah. I remember, I regret this to this day. My dad used to. Uh, my dad was never a, uh, you know, hey, let's go play games, video games, or you know, anything like that. I have an uncle that was very much that is very much like that. Well, you know, it was like almost like, you know, go out with play basketball or play video games or anything like that. But my dad wasn't ever like that. He was he was more of he's more of a father. When I was a kid, he was more of a father that would want to spend time showing you how to do things, whether it's uh, work, uh, changing the oil on a car or uh, checking something on your car or uh, help building a fence. And one day, uh, in particular, my dad wanted me to help him build the fence in our front yard, you know, like put it in, nail it. And instead I wanted to go to my cousin's house uh, because, you know, I've never been over there and everybody was going over there, but my dad wanted me to stay and do that. And I didn't stay and do it. Instead I went to my cousin's house, but it was for, it was nothing memorable that day. Uh, it'd been more memorable for me to stay and help my dad do the fence, you know, because, um, you know those moments you can't get back. Uh, my dad's still still around today, thank God. And so now I look forward to any and every moment I have with him, whenever yeah. it's stuff that he wants to do or show me things. I'm I'm absolutely you know honored just to just to be in his presence and do those things because my dad is is uh, just a great dad. I love my dad. So um, I don't know. I went to a different place, but yeah. I can't relate to it in that sense. Now with my my uh, my stepson, um, he t for the most part, I guess maybe seemed 
like he wants to do whatever I hey, let's do this real quick. If he does isn't doing anything, he will. But we don't relate when it comes to his music. He don't want really like my music that I like in my art nineties and whatever. But I don't like their music today because I don't I don't know what it is. It's not even rap. I don't know what it is. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know that stuff. <laughs> but anyway, go ahead, Brandon. You can relate to it too, right? Uh yeah, I could I could relate to you know anything I try to get Dawson to do, he doesn't want to do because he just wants to play a video game or he wants to watch YouTube. Uh so yeah, I could relate to that. I was like uh, you know, I guess I was the same way as a kid, though. Uh, you know, I didn't really like to go fishing, but I did. <laughs> but I really, and I, I look back, and I, I'm glad I did. Uh, I had an uncle that I went fishing with, and I cherished those moments I had because as an adult, I didn't do a whole lot of fishing with him. And, you know, when he passed on, I, you know, I regretted that, that I didn't, I feel like, I didn't spend enough time with him. And I know it's going to different places. I apologize for it. No, that's okay, man. We're being real. We're being real on this podcast. But, yeah, I, you know, watching these scenes, you've seen these little scenes that don't affect the overall story, but you can relate to them. And you're like, a kid's going to grow up wishing he would have done more with his father or, you know, and even his grandfather. But, uh, yeah, I, I could relate to all that stuff. It, it, some of it's heartbreaking. Some of it, you know, it's memorable. But yeah, I relate. Uh, I just, I kind of agree with you now, though, about the kid. He's <laughs> gonna grow up to be a creeper. He's a creeper. Because he had a creeper. lot of boys. And he had a mom. Dog just like chilling. Come here. He had a subscription. <laughs> and uh, what? Now, maybe you could, I mean, I'm not saying you did or nothing. I know I personally didn't look at a Playboy. I don't think I've ever looked at one ever. Where did we go? Where what happened? <laughs> no. Uh, well, I, in life, I ain't gonna lie to you. He has a child. There was a, over here. I never owned one, but there was like an abandoned like <laughs> building that uh as a kid we used to go into. And somebody had like a stack of Playboys hidden off in there. I remember one had like uh, Michael Jackson's sister on the cover. I forgot her name. Janet. Name. No, not Janet. I'm Janet. You remember Janet? It's this the sister that nobody really. I forget her name. I forget Michael Jackson's other sister's name. Yeah. Jackie Jackson. Uh, no, not her. Some other one. All of them look alike. Anyway. <laughs> That's so racist. <laughs> it's not lying. I'm not lying. They all have the same nose job, man. Come on, Jacksons, get it together. But uh, anyway, the ones that's remaining. Anyway, <laughs> so yeah, uh, no, I do. I can relate to that because yeah, I remember looking at that like, oh man, oh you know, oh wow, this is you know something taboo. Not, but this kid has a subscription. That's yeah, he weird. does. Latoya. Like, Latoya. <laughs> oh Lord, Tiffany, why do you know that? <laughs> yeah. Latoya Jackson. That's exactly who it was. Latoya. Oh, yeah, I like her autocorrect. I'm gonna show you her autocorrect. She tried to say Latoya first time. This one came out. Layout. <laughs> Layout. Yes, you're right. It still is practical in this conversation. Layouts and Latoya. But anyway, 
they start to bond. The uh, Zach and Carl starts to bond. Zach is the first family member to come along, come come around to him. Um, yeah. And then after Zach, uh, I would say uh, it was Connie. And after Connie, it was uh, Junior. And after Junior, it was Grandpa. And I think that's the complete set of the family to come around to crawl. Yeah, when they were went fishing, you know, uh, the grandfather and the father got into it, and and actually, crawl mentioned that. So your grand your grandfather treats you like kind of how you treat Zach, you know. And he's like, "Who asked you?" <laughs> and then you see the grandfather fall down, and you know, and I think the fact that crawl was going to give him mouth to mouth. Man, he respected him for it, even though he didn't want him near him, near him, but he he respected him for it. And I was like, man, you were gonna save my life. You know, it wasn't in the script. That's what I got from it. Um, but he said he said, assess the situation. All right, Uh, make it clear path, you know, da da da, you know. Uh but yeah, he his schooling man has come into play several times. This guy's done a lot in school. Uh but yeah, um, I, I agree with you. I think that he respected the fact that he was going to do that. Um, I, the family changed on like like Connie. There's a moment where Connie, that's the mother. Uh, she's a very gorgeous woman, even for her age. Then uh, she was very gorgeous. Uh, uh, can you say gorgeous for women? I don't know. She's a very pretty woman. Anyway, you can say gorgeous. I don't, yeah. know, I don't know if it was a guy thing. No, guys are handsome, right? Girls are gorgeous. Okay. Yeah, uh, gorgeous George changed it, changed the game. But anyway, uh, which one? The original <laughs> gorgeous George. Uh, not well, the other one is not too shabby herself. But uh, <laughs> anyway, anyway, uh, so Conning, uh, you know, Crow goes up behind her and gives her a little, you know, grab. But thinking that it's Becca, but it wasn't Becca. It was Connie. And uh, she, he starts saying, hey, you know, why don't you just put on a little makeup and, you know, bring your outer beauty to match your inner beauty, you know, da, 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 da. And, uh, she, and he dolls her up a little bit. And I love this scene. All right. So they go to this uh, square dance and um, they go into the square dance place. I don't know square dance. And they go into the bar, barn thing. Anyway, they go in there. And uh, and this one guy co- comes up to Connie. He's like, "Can hey, would you like to dance?" <laughs> I love Walter's. Hell no, <laughs> get out of here. <laughs> you know, I love that. I love just the way that he delivers lines, man. It's yes, perfect. Yes. He's very he good. Like, he seems like a real life individual. And you know what, what I'm saying? I can't real, say what real life person. But yeah, he definitely seems like he was real. Uh, when he delivers a line like that, even in uh, the Mighty Ducks or uh, My Cousin Vinny, which I recently watched again, and just that's just a national treasure for me personally. But he, when he's delivering lines, man, it's just I just love watching him. I hate that he's gone, but it's such a pleasure to watch that man work, you know, just delivering a line. I mean, he could do it in his sleep, you know, but I felt he was genuine. In every movie I've seen him in, the character he was playing, I felt that mm-hmm. that person. So, uh, but yeah, I love his line. Uh, 
And then she later on they go on they start to dance. Said you don't like this, do you? So I'm I'm, I'm kind of warming up to it. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I don't know what to think. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, yeah. No, he's warming up to it, and uh, like you could tell, like like we will have to talk about the scene before we get to the next one. But uh, but you could tell later on when they got home, you know, he was like really they was gonna they was gonna do something they ain't did in a while. But anyway. Um, I like that. Uh, at this, at this, like, first of all, they're playing uh, uh, um, hoot, scoot, and boogie. I think, um, <laughs> sit down, turn around, go to town, hoot, scoot, and boogie. I don't know if that's the song, but I love it. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, just a great, great scene, man. And then Polly gets up there and starts wanting to uh, lead the, the line dance. Uh, yeah. the square dance thing, and uh, it was a it was an entertaining scene. Although now it's more predictable, uh, like with him crowd surfing, but then the crowd surfing, you know, let that dude <laughs> just fall. Uh, you know, that was it wasn't as funny as now as it was when I was younger. It's more like I cringe now because I'm like, you know, I know that bones break. I'm like, ooh, that's bad, you know. Hope he's all right. You know, that was that's where that's where I'm at now as an adult. I look at stuff and something happens to a person. I'm like, ooh, I hope that it that didn't hurt them. You know, because I I know that things break, man. And um, but yeah, I thought it was a good scene. Uh, at the at that uh, is that when we also established that Travis wants to do a uh, bachelor party for him. Was it in that scene? That was that 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 at that bar, country western. Guess, yeah, because uh, he's with Tiffany Amber at that point, and she actually brings up, "Are you coming over later?" You know, and Theo's there. He's and he says he's gonna do a bachelor party, and Theo's like, "What?" <laughs> you know, but then he starts I, to whisper something to him, like, "Oh, they're planning something." Tommy Walters gave you the answer to that movie, the James Franco movie. Oh. Why him? Why him? Yeah, why? Him? Yeah, that's it. There you go. Son-in-law, why him? I, I believe that is the modern version of son-in-law. Why him? I, really I don't do. have to see it. I haven't seen that. Um, oh, dude. Okay, never mind. I just seen something that's coming out on Netflix on Tuesday that I had to watch. But okay. <laughs> it's a uh, holiday movies that made us. It's going to be awesome. Uh, but anyway, uh, yeah, so they start to dancing and, uh, and having a good time. And then like, I love that. I love that that moment right there when he thought that he was gonna hit him. He said, uh, "He says I'm not gonna hit you." He said, "Yeah, right." <laughs> the way <laughs> he says it, "Yeah, right." I, I mimic that. There's so many so many Polly Shore uh, verbiage that has followed me my whole life uh, since being introduced to Polly that I still do today. I, I still say uh, munching on the grind, munching on some grindage. And I also uh, say you got to go to the you got to go to the bathroom if you need to take a poop, poo, buddy. You know, just like little things like that. I just picked up from Polly Shore. Polly Shore don't know that I like him so much. So I'd love to interview him on this podcast one day. Polly, come on, bro, come on the podcast. But anyway, uh, yeah, man, I love that that happened. But um, then Theo said. Uh, you seem like you come around to this kid or whatever. And he's like, yeah, I like him. I'm throwing him a bachelor party. 
and you know, and you know, you think, oh well, maybe Travis isn't a bad guy, uh, a little bit, but you know, we know that that's not the case with old Travis. Oh no, <clears throat> you know, I, I, I don't, I, I don't. I guess it's the fact that he's losing the girl is the reason he continued. I mean, I don't know. I mean, do you think he actually loved her at any point in their relationship? I mean. I don't think that Travis ever, ever, ever actually loved her. I think that he just wanted to own her. You know what I'm saying? Uh, just wanted to take her virginity. Let's go ahead. Because she's a virgin. And so he wants that conquest of that, you know. If he if he really loved her, I don't think that he would be messing with Tiffany Amber Thiessen. Although it's Tiffany Amber Thiessen. I mean, you can do worse, bro. Just go with Tiffany. You'll be fine. Kelly Kapowski, man. Why not? But anyway, uh, or Zach Morris would have would have did it. <laughs> he he did do it, Aaron. <laughs> I guess he did. Um, but well, anyway. By the reboot, they have a kid together, so I'm I'm going to say they did. They did. Oh, have you seen that yet already? <laughs> I, I, have not, sure. I have not. I have not. Uh, I'll, I'm going to watch it eventually. But, but yeah, so as but yeah, so they decided to throw a bachelor party for him. And at the do we go straight to the bachelor party, or is it or is it from the fishing scene to the bachelor party? I think it's the fishing scene. Then okay. The bachelor I think because maybe not. Uh, they go home. I know that's when he has to talk with the grandfather. Yeah. You know? And of course, Mama and Pop are <laughs> going upstairs. <laughs> you know, then it's some breakfast, you know, then it's breakfast, right? They're having. Yeah. Then I think that's. Is there a breakfast scene? Yeah. It's, well, she's making breakfast. I think that's when they were going to go fishing. If I'm remembering correctly, yeah. Then the fishing thing happens. Then the bachelor party, and then well, before the, the bachelor party, the uh, turkey scene happens before the bachelor party oh, yeah, yeah. because turkey. he has to go uh, kill the turkey. Yeah, uh, catch the turkey, kill the turkey. He screams and the turkey passes out, has a heart attack, and he goes to pluck the feather, and the turkey flutters around and is not dead, and so. There's no no dead turkey. That whole scene, though, for me personally, is a spoof of Rocky. <laughs> it's just a spoof of Rocky. Really? You know he was trying to catch the chicken. I think uh, I feel like he spoofed it though. It just where Polly didn't really have to do anything, he just had to make some noises and it just fell over. <laughs> oh, that part of it. Okay, I was like, there's a scene where Rocky's full of feathers out of a chicken. I was trying to think. I was like, I don't remember that in Rocky. I haven't seen this alone, but uh, yeah, I understand that part though. But yeah, I do feel you uh, on that. Um, so they go to the uh, bachelor party, and uh, from there, they're having a good time. But Travis is putting uh, Rufy in uh, his drink, uh, Mickey in the drink. I don't know. He put something in the drink that caused him to pass out, essentially. And but Tiffany Amber Thiessen comes in and get, does a strip tease. And I thought at that moment. Right then, if he truly cared for Tiffany Amber Thiessen's character, he would have never had her to do that. If he, if there was ever a future between them, you don't want 
to allow your woman to have other dudes just gawking and doing that to her, putting her out there like that. You know what I'm saying? That's just how I feel. Uh, yeah. Not saying that you're kind of uh, controlling or anything. It's just that to and and I feel bad for Tiffany Amber Thiessen's character in this film because the whole time she just wants to be loved by Travis. Yeah, she could never have Travis because she Becca had Travis. But the only way that she can have Travis is just for pleasure, sexual pleasures. But it wasn't for, uh, it wasn't for uh, anything other than that. And so for him to put her out like that just shows how much of a slimeball character he is. And I didn't think about this as a kid watching this movie, but as an as an adult, I think of how slimy he is as a person. Yeah, uh, he was. Uh, he, he, you're, you're right. He's he's slumball. He's, um, you know, not a very good person. Uh, it, it's sad uh, to watch this as an adult, and you realize this, but because I always thought that she kind of was in on it with him. I don't know why I thought that. Like to get at Polly Shore's character, which she didn't mm-hmm. know. I mean, she kind of knew, but she didn't know the extremes he was going to. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I feel like she would have done anything for the Travis character, uh, sadly. Um, yeah, but yeah, he he really showed who he was in you know towards the end, and uh, Becca was so much better off without him. Yeah, everybody's better off without him. I mean, everybody's better off without Travis. But uh, Travis essentially uh, gives uh, it's just a dirty scene, man. Gives Polly um, uh, roofie or whatnot, and he passes out, and then he roofies Becca. He and it, you know, it, it's just a hard scene to watch uh, to see him forcing her to drink it, drink yeah. it, drink it, drink it. You know, like because she took a little sip, and then he tried to have her just no, no, drink it all up, drink it, drink it. It's just a bad scene, man, uh, because people like that, man, aren't aren't like you know, people like that are, are scumbags, man. Anybody I, that, that would do that to people, the women think, or whatever, the scumbags, and uh, they need to be disemboweled with a wooden spoon. Thankfully, I don't know anyone like that or that I'm aware of. <laughs> but uh, I mean, I've never known anyone to do go to that extremes, you know, to roofie someone. Uh, that's, I mean, thankfully, I, I mean, I know I would never do that. Pretty sure. I'm 99.99% sure you would never do that. Uh, yeah, 99, 100% sure I wouldn't do that. But, but yeah, uh, it's crazy. It is crazy that you would go to that length just to get a woman back or to get with a woman. You know, either way, you know, either situation, it, it's just you just need to let go. Mm-hmm. If you're going to go that stream, you just need to let go. But Travis... Travis, I guess, was used to winning everything. So, um, yeah, I feel yeah, like, we, was, like I assumed that he was the most popular guy in school. Yeah, he came off that way. Yeah. Oh, we, we're giving a lot of thought about Travis. <laughs> I never yeah, thought nobody like like you know it's funny because gro- watching this as a kid, I didn't give it much thought about him. I'm like, oh yeah, it's just a sleazeball guy. Didn't think much about him, but now you watch it, you're like, oh, that dude's a butthole. You know. Um, but, uh, so the next morning is Thanksgiving morning, uh, and the, um, 
the family. The the uh, the family is, you know, getting prepared. They have a turkey on the. I guess the same turkey is just literally sitting outside. There's no way that that turkey was done by the time the end of this movie happened. But anyway, uh, it just I'm calling bull crap on that. But unless you know, but anyway, uh, there's a there's a scene where you know they like uh say oh I guess uh uh guess crowd sleeping enough in the room huh and then like they he said no he never did come into my room last night and then uh and then Theo comes in says well he I heard a lot of huffing and puffing out in the barn this morning <laughs> I hate Theo but uh in that sense I hate Theo in that sense but. You know, uh, Becca's like, well, let me go and, you know, wake him up. She brings him milk, and uh, which is a weird thing to give the guy. I, I don't know. But anyway, uh, uh, get, brings him milk and and uh, sees them, sees Tiffany and Crow laying together and, um, you know, wakes them up. And they both have a splitting headache on one side of the head, on the same side of the head. And, um, they are they it looks like they've been they slept with one another and so she's crushed and everything but who happens to show up for thanksgiving dinner same day travis Travis. why was he there he had no reason to be there yeah no reason Uh, as i as i look at this now he had absolutely no reason to be there and so um yeah I i was thinking about that like why is that guy why is he even there but yeah um so, he knows what's going down. That's why he's there. <laughs> and so the so the marriage is off, right? The marriage is off. Wedding is off. Not going to happen. Uh, you know what I liked about that scene, though, she showed that she truly had feelings for Crawl. Up to that point, it's been like it's it's been a lie, and it's to you know to have her family think that she's engaged, but really they're supposed to be friends. But in that particular scene. She showed her true feelings and uh, mm-hmm. they were real and, you know, it hurt her, you know, and it told a lot about her, you know, you know, that you, you know, have feelings for him. And uh, so I, I, I like that scene and that, that everything just came out, you know, her true feelings came out in the following scene when they're talking, they're talking about it and she's wanting him out. You know, I, I appreciated that because up at that point it was it was a lie and you know I started to think does she care really care for crawl mm-hmm. you know because uh, up to that point she's been using him to for a cover and uh, I like that, that she actually cared for him and they actually had that had that out um, had that little conversation too yeah because crawl's like why am I here Becca uh, is it it's because you knew that Travis was gonna uh, propose to you. It's not because you felt sorry for me, you know. It's because you used me in order to stop uh, Travis from proposing, you know. Uh, and so she felt used, and uh, and or he felt used rather. But they headed out, and uh, he leaves to go back to uh, Hollywood, as he called it. Uh, but at the same time, Amber, Tiffany Amber Thiessen, is getting into the car to leave. Yeah. And uh, she noticed that her seat, She's you can tell she's been crying. She noticed that her seat is pushed 
far back. So she just pushes it up. And Travis comes by. And Travis says, hey, what are you doing here? And she's like, I, I don't know. I remember dancing at the party and I woke up at the barn. And he's like, I can tell you what happened. You was all over crawl when y'all leaving the bar. How low, you're a low individual. How how rude are you? I don't ever want to see you again. Just crushed her so because he's going to get his girl back. He doesn't have no purpose for her no more. And so he crushed her. And um, and so she's hurt. She's feeling low. And uh, what did she discover while she's driving? She discovers a, a bottle of pills that Theo had. <laughs> 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 so and she picks up crawl who's got his thumb up and you know looking for a ride back to california and she said get in and he's like i don't think that's a good idea <laughs> haven't we done enough already and then she's like he's like he's like i wonder if if uh if i was good and she says well you know <laughs> but uh yeah uh so at this time the family's together uh, at dinner, it's still awkward, and uh, they are uh, having the conversation. Well, Travis decides once again to try to propose, which bad timing, Travis. This girl just had a heart broken. She doesn't want to get married to you. You know, she really don't even want to be with you. Uh, but uh, at the same time, Crawl happens to come in and saves the day. Um, and she's like, and, and Tiffany comes in and is like, hey, I woke up in the barn uh, with a split headache, couldn't remember things. And then my car seat was pushed back and I found this bottle in my car. And, um, you know, and then Polly said, what does Polly say? Do you remember his line? Uh, he, well, he accused Theo of driving the car. Uh, I don't remember the line exactly, uh, but. Then about, that, you got to be a pretty big guy, somebody pretty hefty to get behind. Them. Yeah, something like that. Ain't that, ain't that right, Theo? <laughs> and so the father's like, you know anything about this, Theo? Now your job's on the line. <laughs> and Travis is like, <laughs> no. like Travis is like, no, no, no. No, 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 no. no. So and Theo's like, well, job's on the line. So I'll be honest. <laughs> he tells what happened. And he says, it was just a joke, you know, just fooling around. And uh, and, and then uh, Travis uh, goes to shut up, uh, uh, shut up, crawl, and and then like uh, the grandpa uh, uh, Walter Senior says, "No, you listen here, buddy. Hey, I'm tired of we dealing with old scumbag like you. So why don't you just?" chill and then she said no why don't you just leave travis and then like um you know he does the karate thing and knocks him out and then yeah. tells theo to get him out this is when i say i feel bad for theo so uh he's uh well before he says that he says to theo uh theo i, pr I appreciate your honesty but you're fired you know and he says well, why don't you take out travis with you when you leave he says i don't work for you no more you take him out yourself and he leaves I felt bad for Theo in the sense of Mr. Walter said your job's on the line. And so he was truthful and told the truth. This is what happened. It was a joke. But he still got fired. Felt bad for him for that. I don't feel bad. <laughs> he roofied 
Crawl and uh, Tracy. <laughs> it's not a joke. <laughs> you know, I mean, he may have thought it was funny, and I'm sure he did. But he's as much of a scumbag as Travis, in my opinion. <laughs> Y'all let me know. Uh, let me know if who you agree with. I know it's going to be overwhelmingly that you agree with Brandon, and I'm okay with that. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, I mean, he, could have. Uh, I mean, look at it at this point. Someone could have came. He could have came in the barn and raped Tracy. For all we knew, ooh. you know. Uh, I mean. I, but he knew what was going on. He knew she was unconscious. I'm not saying he was that. Low. And he got her there. He got her there. He's the one who got her there. Yeah, I and, mean, uh, and uh, he did. You know, he could have had his way. Yeah, you're right. He's weird. Weird man. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> I re I recant I recant <laughs> my affections for Theo. I no longer feel sorry for him. Dang, Tiffany. Dang, <laughs> Tiffany. <laughs> Dang, Tiffany. Brandon is right. Yeah, I know. I know. I just said that. I said he's right. I agree with him. I get it. I feel like a scumbag now, too. All right. Anyway, they decide that, uh, you know, they pretty much said, like, she's going to tell the truth and say, well, the marriage is off. But he says, well, we decide to postpone the marriage yeah. and take time and see how we go. And they said it's a good idea. And the movie ends with them eating dinner, right? I think. Breakfast, dinner. I think so. Yeah, yeah. It just yeah. kind of broke ends, though. It, it, you know, oh no! The father says, uh, "Now it's time to go munching on some grindage," and they're like, "Ha ha, funny, yeah, it's great." But uh, yeah, so that is um, that's what happened, and that is the end of the movie. Um, now I'm getting all kind of messages. <laughs> <laughs> I know Brandon was right, guys. Yeah. <laughs> this is what happens when you go live, Aaron. <laughs> oh, Andy said, did someone say Hollywood? Yes, Andy. Someone <laughs> did say Hollywood. Oh, my gosh. Yes, you're right. Brandon's right, guys. No more asking, answering that for me. We, got, we have concluded that. All right, so... What were you about to say, Brandon? I was just going to ask, you know, the way it ended, you know, um, did you feel like this could have been like a, I don't know, I don't want to say franchise, but possible sequel for the uh, this character, these two people, uh, to where it would have went back to California? Yeah, I don't think that they their relationship would last. <laughs> but yeah, I, I think that Carl, I, I would hope so, because Crawl is not a bad guy. Um, you know, um, I think that, I don't know, it's weird. It's just like, I, I would love to see, I would have loved to have seen a sequel um, uh, to, to Son-in-Law. It'd been awesome to kind of see it in the sense of also, like, we talk about what if, what if they did it now. What if, it, it'd be hard to do it now with, you know, uh, you know, yeah. Lane dead, and yeah. uh, the granddad has passed away. You know, it'll be it. This would be just a reboot territory if they had to do it, but it wouldn't. I don't think it would serve a function to do that. And Sino Man 2 makes more sense, yeah. The, that one I think works hands down, and I think you're probably gonna get it on Disney Plus because Brendan Fraser's on board, Sean Astin's on board, 
all three are on board. Uh, so I think you're you're probably going to get that one. Uh, but like, I'm not familiar with his bigger movies. He did. I know Biodome was one, but uh, uh, in, in the Army. in the Army now uh, is yeah. one of my favorite Jury ones. Duty. Jury Duty. Yeah. Uh, Polly Shore's Dead is actually really entertaining. I haven't seen that one either. Uh, but you know, I've only seen three: Son-in-Law, Encino Man, and Biodome. Now. I'm told I've seen in the army now, but I do not remember it. So it was, that's one of my favorite ones, actually. Uh, uh, I, I'll say that Biodome is by far my favorite Poly Shore movie. Second is in the army now. Third is um, Son-in-Law, and then Jury Duty, and then uh, I would say, well, Encino Man's up there too, but I don't consider that more of a Poly. It's more of a Brandon film uh but polly's in it also of course goofy movie polly's yeah, in there. that's technically a polly short movie too because you know leaning tower of chainsaw <laughs> uh but, but I, when i look at encino man though i feel that he steals the movie a lot he was young then he was like uh that was his first one i mean you know it was that what got him i mean i don't know if that's what really got him started but that was like his first big movie um so, I you know I know it's Brendan Fraser's. Technically, it's him, Sean Astin's movie, but I feel Polly Shore steals it in every he's scene. In, uh, he's at eighteen again, but you know it's the movie up until then. Polly wasn't Polly. Like in Class Act, he became he played like a Polly. Yeah, I remember like Julian Thomas. He's uncredited, but he plays essentially the same type of character that he's played. Uh, that character started. I would say in in uh, Encino Man, and then he just ride away. He just rode the wave of that character, man, for like five or six films, um, and uh, uh, more than that. Jeez! All right, so Encino Man, Class Act, Son in Law, In the Army Now, a goofy movie, Jury Duty, Biodome. I say that Biodome was the last of the Weasel character. Uh, and then after that, you know, I but I haven't seen some of his. I have I have never seen Polly be really serious other than Polly Shore's dead. But he wasn't really serious; it's more comedic. But I don't know. I mean, you know more about him than me. Uh, so I, like I said, I can only name a handful of movies I've seen that he's in. But you know, I, I like the one the one you like really like the best is Biodome, and that one I just. It gave me a headache. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I, just I, I, I like it mainly because of uh, Stephen Stephen Baldwin. Um, I thought that he was hilarious in it. Um, I thought he was uh, hilarious. Um, I'm trying to find something here because I want to give you a little bit of. Uh, I thought Polly Shore's parents owned. The Laugh Factory at one point. Um, I think his mom which, did. Yeah, his mom did. Okay, so I know that one of his parents owned uh, owned a comedy club, and so he he got you know he he's seen him experience a lot of people, but yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, you ready to go ahead and give our mark out? Uh, anything else you want to say about this? Oh uh, no, I mean it was a it was a very entertaining movie. Still to this day, I uh, I do think some things. I will say 
you know, the guy that played Travis wasn't great. He was good enough, but he wasn't like great as you know as a as a slime ball like like I don't know, he just sometimes I just felt like he wasn't in the same movie with Polly. <laughs> yeah. The scenes they shared together. Uh but you know. And he's also an uh Saved by the Bell alumni uh with Tiffany. They did a movie I together. Yeah, the Hawaiian he's style. Supernatural? I didn't realize he was a supernatural. He's in he's in one episode of Supernatural Roadkill in two thousand seven. But of course, I haven't seen him probably since Son in Law. So. <laughs> and that's yeah. about the movie. Uh, I'm trying to see if I've seen him in anything else that I would recognize him. He was in Sliders. That was my show. But yeah, I I don't re- I don't recall him in anything other than this movie. He was in Teen Witch, which I can't even remember Teen Witch. I remember it, but I don't remember it. Um, although Teen Witch is done by uh, Bowling Green. Resident Dorian Dorian Walker, I think his name. Uh, he's the one that directed that movie. Uh, so yeah, but <clears throat> anyway, Marks, Marks, do you want to go first? Or you want me to go? I'll go ahead and knock it on out. Uh, I give this movie four mark outs out of five. Um, yeah, when we started, Aaron was laughing at my score, and I just didn't understand why. Oh. <laughs> uh, so I give it four. I didn't give it a five because it's not truly perfect. It's not a city slickers. It's not a movie like that that is a perfect scoring type of thing. But it's fun and humorous. I give it four because it's memorable. Uh, it's one of those movies that you watch once a year. You know, maybe once a year. It's not a requirement to watch. It's not like. When it comes to Christmas, Christmas, there's movies you want to watch every year, right? But yeah. not so much with this. Uh, but it was fun movie, and I enjoy it. But I understand Brandon's score, and I can't wait to hear why he gives it that score. You ready, Man, Brandon? A low score or anything. <laughs> uh, I give it 3.5 out of 5 on the markout meters. Um, you know, as you said, it's a very entertaining movie. It's a fun movie. Uh, Paul is great in it. Uh, Elaine's great. Carla's good. Uh, you know, I, but to be honest, the 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 Zach is good. Uh, I I love the the chemistry between Lane and and Holly in this movie. Uh, when they were on scene on on, on the same scene, uh, I got a kick out of it. it made me smile. It made me laugh. I, I laughed out loud throughout the movie. Uh, but it felt like a product of its time, the nineties. Um. It's not a, Absolutely. you know, I mean, it's not a knock. It doesn't on it. hold up. It doesn't hold up today. No. I mean, with, you know, with the modern day, no, it, it probably doesn't. But I still, and it was predictable at times, but it's still very entertaining to watch. I mean, like, I don't, I, this used to be my top Polly Shore movie. And I, you know, I rewatched Encino Man last night. I like Encino Man a little bit better. I mean, I think it's, just overall a better film. I think I think Polly, for me personally, is better when he's not the main guy. You know, he's like a supporting character because he can steal. I feel like he doesn't have to have pressure on him. Like I don't I don't want to include him in the list of a Rob Schneider or anybody like that that or David Spade. 
I feel like he can lead, but he I feel like he's better supporting. If that makes I think, sense. I think that yeah, I think that though with Polly, I think that now he's in that point where he is the leading in in most stuff, and he's not yeah. supporting. Uh, honestly, like with the Encino Man, at the time Brandon Fraser was an unknown, and and that movie just blew him up and made him a mega star. Yeah, um, yeah. And uh, and Polly was still really unknown. Sean yeah. Astin was known from Goonies, and that was kind of a relaunch of his. Rudy was actually a relaunch of his career, but I would say that that was another reawakening of his career in some sense. But today, I would say Sean Astin, when they remake this, Sean Astin, or make a sequel, Sean Astin, we'd be the head number, yeah. like top bill because it's, it's Sean Astin. Because he went down, <laughs> Polly went up, Brendan blew up, uh, but they all mellowed out, and Sean's now. The guy, well, hey, he's not the guy, but you know, he's the bigger star now. But uh, because of Stranger Things, I think some other shows he's done, um, people are starting to see him in more stuff. Brendan Fraser's coming back though, he's in Doom Patrol. Uh, yeah, there's all, I mean, I feel there was a talks of another mummy movie, but <clears throat> I, I'm a, I'm a friend of Brent, I'm a fan of Brandon Fraser. Uh, uh, and I've been a fan of his since Encino Man, so I was all I was all on board with the Mummies movies. I was all on board with uh, Journey to the Center of the Earth. I was all on board with uh, uh, the Jungle Book movie. Was it? no, uh, what was it? Uh, uh, Georgia the Jungle? Georgia the Jungle. Uh, yeah, I was all on board with. Uh, yeah, I just I'm a fan of his. Um, and uh, yeah, and I hated that his career hasn't. Done what it, it it needs to do. Yeah, it just uh, kind of but I, yeah, suddenly it, it, he was on fire. Then, but no, he's kind of making a resurgence, some sorts. And I think if they do in Single Man Two, that will bring him more eyes will be on him because it will be a Disney Plus movie. Uh, I think it'll be a good thing for his career. It also be good for Polly. I'm rooting for Polly though. I mean. Yeah, after watching these last two movies, Son-in-Law and Seen Old Man, it, it has put me in a mood to watch more of his films. So please watch In the Army now. It's my literally like one of my favorite ones. Uh, Biodome. I can understand why you wouldn't like it, but what makes me like it the most is him. Him and Steven work really well together, just being the same type of character. Uh, and um, and then uh, Jury Duty. <laughs> run, no Jay, run! <laughs> but uh, it's just like, and you know, just a, such a fun movie, man. I just enjoy Polly. Uh, but yeah, that's our review of Son-in-Law. Um, and next week we're kicking off Christmas with a little bit of Die Hard. Yes, I know you're saying Die Hard is a Christmas movie. I'm in the camp. That says Die Hard totally is a Christmas movie. Uh, let I me guess, know. I was gonna how, say I guess I'm in more of the camp. It's a movie that's on Christmas. <laughs> it's a Christmas. It's the best. It's like one of the best Christmas movies of all time. Think about it. It has everything that you need in a good Christmas movie. We're gonna talk about it next week. I'm not gonna spoil that. I, that kind of. I would say it's one of the best action movies of all time. 
but I, I can't go Christmas. I, I just can't. Maybe you'll convince me it's, next week. But it's a Christmas movie. Uh, <laughs> yes, it is totally a Christmas movie. But yeah, we I can't wait to kick off this Christmas theme uh, show. So I have Die Hard. I think Brandon next would have after Die uh, Hard. Was it um, Christmas Chronicles Two? Christmas Chronicle Two. Yeah. I will have um, Scrooged. Uh, initially, was going to have Krampus. But I'm going to save it for next year, God willing. Uh, but I, I, I have uh, um, Scrooged, which is my favorite uh, Christmas movie, like actual Christmas movie that you know is what? not up for debate. Since we're going to do this, since you're going to throw in an action movie, maybe I'll throw in Lethal Weapon. Why you not? <laughs> you get two tro- two picks and then the, the very last thing we're doing in December is our best of and worst of episode where we're going to talk about the top 20 best movies of the year and top 10 worst movies of the year which is going to be a really hard list for it's going to be a really hard list because the movie theaters hasn't happened, Brandon has been eating the feed for his Regal <laughs> Plus thing, I don't know what you call it now, but uh yeah. Yeah, it was Regal. I think it was Regal Plus. Regal, was it Regal, Regal Plus. Regal Unlimited. Regal. <laughs> it's very limited now. Regal should have a streaming. Oh no! Well, then movie theaters will close down. No need for that. <laughs> Never mind. Um, but streaming yeah. <laughs> huh? We have like twenty already. Well, I'm pretty sure there's gonna be more. Like you know, some of them are just not gonna last. Uh, Netflix <laughs> keeps raising their prices. Um, they kept part one. The one Kevin Hart and John Travolta did, uh, what was it, Queeby? I'm probably mispronouncing that. It closed, apparently. Oh, it did. It didn't last. Wow. It shut down. So, and I wanted to watch that show. <laughs> well, uh, maybe it'll I come out like on DVD. Dog is in the bark. All right, but anyway, it's funny that it closed because it was just announced that season two was happening. <laughs> Then it closes. So. Not on Queeby, it ain't. <laughs> but, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that's been our episode today, talking about Son-in-Law. Uh, sorry that it was a little longer, but it's not a bad movie to talk about. Uh, hope y'all enjoyed it. And next week, come back for a little Die Hard. And please let us know next week whether you're in the camp of Die Hard being a Christmas movie or you're in the camp that is not a Christmas movie. And Brandon said he's going to probably do Lethal Weapon. Uh, I don't know if I own it, but I will get it if I don't. I believe I, I might have it. I don't know. We'll see. But I love Lethal Weapons, so it works. All right. Aaron Whitlow. Brandon Spivey. We're the Mark Out Movie Podcasters. And thank you for marking out with us. And stay safe and wear your mask.